0: Welcome to Scandal Water, where the tea is hot and the conversation lively.
1: Your hosts, Candy and Ashley, will discuss a peculiar story somehow related to the entertainment industry. This podcast might not change the world, but it just might satisfy your thirst for an intriguing tale.
2: Oh, it's that time of day. Tune in and hear what the ladies say. It's time to bend your ear when the silver screen appears. Stories about and everything in between so come on and join the fun the curtain opens in three two one hello
1: Ashley hello Candy it is so interesting to me that as we are meeting right now I'm looking out the window and I'm seeing this Beautiful fall weather. And yet, we are ready to talk about the holidays. Woo! Yeah, when this comes out, it's going to be right in the thick of holiday season. That's right. Which is exciting. And you know what's funny? It's before Halloween as we're recording this on October 26th. Is that correct? Sure. That sounds like a good day. (laughs) But there are uh, holiday decorations already out in the stores. stores. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 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 They are out in full force already. So, in the spirit of the season, Mm -hmm. we are going to be talking about a very seasonal topic. Topic, Ooh. Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh my goodness. Count down to Christmas. Count to Christmas. Now, my understanding is that you don't get the channel. You've I don't. actually not seen any. Is that correct?
0: Yes, I've I i do not get Hallmark channel, but I will tell you that I was sick. Oh gosh. I guess last Christmas-ish, December time, I remember waking up one day, a lot of gross colors were coming out of my nose, and I just went, "Oh, I have never done this before," but I stayed in bed. All day. And mm. I had Netflix. So I watched some kind of holiday. I don't even remember what it was called now. It was a year ago. Some kind of prince. This girl is undercover and she's in a castle. I watched all three of those movies. <laughs> and at first, you know, I watched it. I was like, this is so dumb. And by the third movie, I was like, yeah, Princess Amber, you're amazing. <laughs> so I watched that all day long. And I, I totally can't even, invested. I was totally invested in this silly movie. And they, it was the same people. And I felt like at the end, like, oh, I wish there. Is another one I want to see these yes. people I want to experience life with these people
1: yes well it's interesting because they do take some criticism I think they they take they get a lot of love they do there's yeah. a lot of love and admiration they mm-hmm. take a little criticism for being a little cliche mm-hmm. or silly sometimes but we'll get more into that in a minute I wanted to start since you bring up that idea of the movies having some very unique plots yeah I thought I would read to you three different movie summaries okay. and you can tell me hallmark movie or candy created <laughs> okay Uh, okay all right okay so here's the first one round and round when rachel finds herself in a time loop she realizes she keeps reliving the night of her parents hanukkah party can zach the guy her grandma is trying to set her up with help her get out of this
0: oh my gosh that's something i would watch you know i love time loops and time travel because so that would make me think that you wrote it for me but i think you would choose it because you would think i'm gonna say hallmark
1: it is yes Okay, number 2. My Norwegian Holiday. JJ is grieving the loss of her grandmother and seeking inspiration for her dissertation. She stumbles upon an unexpected holiday destiny when she meets Henrik, a Norwegian from Bergen. Their connection deepens when he discovers she has a troll figurine from his hometown, <laughs> leading them to explore the troll's history and her grandmother's ties on a journey to Norway.
0: Oh my gosh, I think you also know that I love Norway. So, <laughs> and you talked about a dissertation, so I'm going to say candy. Hall
1: Mark. No, no! <laughs> okay, last one. Also,
0: I now have a list of movies to watch. Okay. Right? Okay, okay. Okay,
1: I'm not gonna tell you the title yet. Okay. <laughs> Screenwriter Lucy gets her dream job when she's hired to write the script for the remake of the movie His Merry Wife. When she travels to the famous Biltmore Estate for research and inspiration, she accidentally travels back to the filming of the original movie in 1947. While there, she falls for actor Jack Huston and accidentally causes perilous events that put the production in a state of crisis.
0: Look, Andy, I have goosebumps.
1: (laughs) Can she return to the present and can she make things right before she does?
0: Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I know this is real. It is. I want to have the Hallmark Channel for this movie.
1: It's a Biltmore. A Biltmore Christmas. And it's a time travel movie. Yes. So I didn't write any of them because it was too (laughs) good. I was like, I'm just going to pull three (laughs) of these summaries. But those give you a bit of an idea of oh how varied their plot lines yes. can be. Yes. yes. So I thought that would be a fun way to start because number one, it is just fun, but also it introduces us, I think, mm-hmm. to the idea of the movies and the type of storylines and romances yeah. that we might come across. Yeah. So beyond your experience mm-hmm. watching that little marathon that yes. day. I wish I
0: could think of the title at the break. I'm going to figure it out. I'll tell you guys at the break.
1: Well, what else do you know or what else comes to mind when you think about hallmarks countdown to christmas
0: well having not seen it i'm gonna go with the tropes about a a, usually it's some kind of city girl goes to the country for some reason and there's a guy who owns a christmas tree farm and he's got a little (laughs) he's got a 10 year old niece that's a moppet and i don't know like he's inherited her she's an orphan or something and they all have to save christmas and maybe santa appears (laughs) I
1: don't know. Okay, that was the perfect segue because (laughs) because I've probably shared this with you off mic, but Mm -hmm. one of my favorite memes of all time relates to this. I'm going to play a little piece of it because I feel like probably 90% of our audience has also seen this, but you're going to enjoy hearing a little piece of it anyway. What we have is a woman, probably 20s, who is...
0: Is this the redheaded lady? Is she redheaded? Is it where she moved to Vermont? and she's looking for... Oh yeah, she got red hair. You call that red? Oh, it's like reddish brown. Copper. But I have been in
2: Vermont for (laughs) five. I'm over the age of 30. I have multiple graduate degrees. I've definitely prioritized my career. Um, I'm single. But I have been in Vermont for five days now. And not once has anyone approached me about saving an inn (laughs) or planning a fall festival or even just like asked me to reconsider my priorities and <laughs> I don't know I don't know if there was like a sign-in sheet at the border that I missed <laughs> or there is a town busybody or a mayor that I was supposed to check in with but I I might have messed this up. <laughs> I found this place. Okay now she's at a tree which she farm. Which is. is either the start of a Christmas tree farm or a very orderly field <laughs> of trees. But either way, I thought it'd be a good place to test this idea. <clears throat> I hate Christmas, <laughs> I, I hate the fall, just the ho- noth- nothing about the holidays appeals to me. I have no, no Christmas spirit left. It's just drained from my body. None of that for me, ever she's waiting for the the people to show up to save Christmas
0: she keeps looking around yeah. like where 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 is
1: he what's happening I don't understand where's the man in the flannel shirt <laughs> I just love that I think that is absolute genius it is that's cute so obviously also based on that idea of the tropes. of the tropes uh-huh. yes
0: and since you brought it up what Oh, she's pulling out something from her bag of tricks. What is it? Oh, is it? Bin- oh, my we gosh.
1: We also have bingo cards oh, made. Hilarious. You can play bingo based on this idea. Kirk and I did the other night. We pulled up a Hallmark Christmas movie. We did. I can see there's little check marks. Yes. A lovely person on Pinterest who goes by the handle peanut blossom actually created 25. There are 25 different cards. Oh, my that gosh. You can print out. They're not the same. Read to us, if you would, just a couple couple from one card and then a couple from the other okay
0: well how about i just read the ones that you checked because it happened in the film okay so on this paper we have someone drinks hot cocoa there's a mix-up a girl runs away a big misunderstanding green grass with snow falling whoops a family sits by the christmas tree and gingerbread house
2: Mm-hmm. Oh also
0: a couple's first kiss. Okay, and on this other one, there was only a couple, a tree with leaves and snow, there's a change of heart. Let's see. Oh, a prince appears. That's the one. That's what happened in the one I saw. Yes,
1: <laughs> absolutely. So, it's just fun, it's right? Darling. We're going to come back to talk about this idea mm-hmm. of the tropes because it's I think one of the things that is most prevalent when people think about it, but it might also be part of what makes it so special. Yeah, so it's
0: like comforting. Yeah.
1: Let's let's hold on to that one for, okay. for Now, I just want to give you a little history of how this all started. All right. Hallmark, obviously, is huge. I think we sometimes think about their different components in isolation. I know that I hadn't really put it together until I was doing this research, but I went onto the Hallmark website and here is a little excerpt from their About Us section that kind of gives a nice overview. Mm -hmm. Hallmark Channel, owned by Hallmark Cards Incorporated. So it is the greeting card company. That's cool. Yeah, you don't think about that, Mm -hmm. but it really is. Finishing the quote, is a Hallmark Media's flagship 24-hour cable television network as the country's leading destination for quality feel-good entertainment hallmark channel delivers on the 100 year legacy of the hallmark brand the network's lineup of signature original content includes movies primetime scripted series and specials dedicated to helping viewers celebrate holidays seasons and life's special moments hallmark channel is home to a host of annual programming events including the highly successful countdown to christmas which has become a pop culture phenomenon and a beloved holiday tradition for millions of viewers for sure so i thought that little excerpt Mm -hmm. was a nice introduction to talking about countdown to christmas which is our focus they have i should say also in in different interviews and and different news press releases things that they've put out they've talked about the fact that they have actually tried to expand and diversify over the years as well while trying to maintain loyalty to their established brand and identity so we'll also come back to that because they've they've done that in a few specific ways but understanding that our focus is countdown to christmas i thought i would clarify not all of the christmas movies do come from that this year for example hallmark is putting out 42 new holiday films 42 42. yes now countdown to christmas is responsible for putting out 31 of those Mm. but hallmark movies and mysteries the miracles of christmas actually is putting out nine of those original movies that are holiday focused and they have a streaming service called hallmark movies now that also released two of them it's 42 holiday films across those three channels gotcha okay now it really started way back in 2002 that was when hallmark put out their first holiday film but the countdown to christmas event did not start until 2009 and when they decided to go that route the network was really concerned that their ratings would slip because Why? well because they were they were basically saying we're going to commit our channel to, to Christmas. non-stop oh. holiday movies 24 gotcha. 7 for this huge chunk yeah, of the year that's a whole month yeah. yeah so they were very concerned but their president and ceo at the time who was bill abbott who by the way actually now runs great american family oh okay mm-hmm. he said he was quoted at that time as saying that he actually thought it would give the network quote a competitive advantage for audiences to know that they could get holiday themed movies anytime they turned on that network he felt like and his team agreed that becoming synonymous with the holiday could really pay off for them and it actually was right yeah it made me think about how we talked about the movie halloween yeah being associated with halloween means that every year you would go back to it
0: and i also thought of halloween when you said like snow and leaves how they were having to
1: fake the the time of year yes absolutely but no you're you're right They were so smart to make that decision because since 2011, from late October to January, Hallmark has broadcast Christmas movies. Late October? Oh, yeah. It started this year, I think, on October 20th. What? Okay. yeah they broadcast these movies nearly 24 hours a day seven days a week they have now over 300 holiday films in their library and again we said that they were trying to expand they now have added some it's not a huge number they're building but mm-hmm. there are a small number of films dedicated to other cultural celebrations or holidays such as Hanukkah Kwanzaa oh, you know right. um, Chinese celebrations yeah. yes and it's been highly successful in 2018 Hallmark brought in six hundred million dollars in advertising revenue. I mean, it's been big. In fact, for many years, They dominated in terms of cable network viewership during that time of the year. There was an article published in 2019 that said at that time, Countdown to Christmas had made Hallmark the number one cable network among women between the ages of 25 and 54. And in some primetime slots, it was number one in households in total viewership. Now, the article went on to say that some of their fans literally will tell of turning on Countdown to Christmas. Just leave. It on. Yes, it just runs really? in the background all the time, and for like the whole season. Wow! And they said that other places like hospitals and nursing homes oh, will yeah. put it on in the background mm-hmm. because it's kind of that uplifting, comforting. comforting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, a Forbes magazine article shared that Hallmark movies grew in popularity during the pandemic. Yeah. They You're home. Yeah. Well, and it offered comfort yeah. during difficult and often frustrating times, is yeah. the way they phrased it. They said that this is coming back to what we said before. They said that the familiar structure and the predictable outcomes were Mm. actually a huge strength Yes. During times when people needed some comfort and needed a sense of security, I that guess. That makes
0: sense. It's like, it's like a warm cookie or cookies and milk. You just need that comfort food. Yes.
1: And in fact, they phrased it this way. They said, well, you can't control what's happening around you. You can predict that the heroine will end up with the hero mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. Like it's all going to be happy. It's all going to work yeah. out. And a different article echoed that same idea. They phrased it this way. They said people started looking for escape in an entertainment more than ever during the pandemic. Mm. But that's... <laughs> Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas has taken a hit in the last few years for a few different reasons. One of those is they are facing a lot more competition. Sure. We've already mentioned the Great American Family Channel, other channels, other streaming services. Like Netflix, whatever Mm. that was. Yep. Right. As those other different competitors are growing, Mm -hmm. that's pulling a little bit of Mm -hmm. the viewership away. Also, here's the point we made earlier. They have taken some criticism for lack of diversity and also for having Christmas as the sole holiday focus. And that is why the network has responded by trying to diversify more with its plot lines, with its cast. In fact, here, an article published about Countdown to Christmas just this season said several holiday offerings feature differently abled actors. Katie LeClerc in Letters to Santa who is hard of hearing, Ben Mayo in My Christmas Guide who is visually impaired and Emmy Richardson in Under the Christmas Sky who has spinal dysgenesis. Mm. Others celebrate different traditions like Hanukkah, revolve around non-traditional families or showcase LGBTQ romances as the main story driver. So that was a quote from them sharing how they're trying to expand their offerings. Mm. And despite their drop in viewership, their numbers are still high for example last December of 2022 the network averaged about 1.3 million viewers which was down about 40% from 5 years before that but It still commanded some of the highest ratings on entertainment cable TV. It said that Countdown to Christmas was still the top-watched entertainment cable network among households, total viewers, and various age groups among women during the fourth quarter of the year.
0: Wow, that's still very impressive. Yeah,
1: it really is. And one last little quote about that. A different article that was published by Yahoo said, Hallmark's bread and butter is its original Christmas programming. It was the most-watched entertainment cable network for the last four months in 2022. Mm. so a few fast facts okay okay When it comes to casting, Hallmark has lost a few of its familiar faces to Great American Family. That's something that's been in the news a lot. So for example, I think everybody probably knows that Candace Cameron Bure, Danica McKellar and Trevor Donovan and a few others of their notable lead actors have Have now have migrated. Mm -hmm. However, Hallmark still has a lot of very recognizable faces like the one they refer to as the Queen of Hallmark is Lacey Schubert. I
0: was going to ask if it was her. I don't know anything (laughs) and I knew it was her. She's been in a
1: ton yeah. of their movies. Everybody loves her. Some others, I obviously can't name them all, but Allison Sweeney, Holly Robinson-Pete, Luke McFarlane, and James Denton, or a few others. Mm-hmm. I saw that they're adding new people all the time. For example, Felicia Rashad is going to be oh, well, in a movie cool. this year for the first time. And a point that she made back when she was still with Hallmark was Danica McKellar, the actress who played Winnie Cooper on The mm-hmm. Wonder Years. She pointed out in an interview she was giving that the fact that Hallmark brings in so many recognizable people from soap operas and tv shows and yeah. movies is intentional and it's also a really effective technique because they bring nostalgia yeah, with they do. them that's right yeah. yeah so filming according to Forbes and Business Insider the average expense for a Hallmark christmas movie or holiday movie is about two million dollars that's sounds like a lot but it's actually not
0: yeah it's it's not because a lot of money is probably going to paying the people who are doing it that doesn't leave a lot for your production costs
1: right so they have to think about how they're going to save money and Mm -hmm. one of the ways they do that is by filming a lot of their movies in canada which is more Mm -hmm. economical Mm -hmm. for them now despite their relatively small budget and also, there's snow up in Canada, I would assume. Well, sometimes they are filming it in the summer oh. or during times when they don't have snow. You actually mm. brought me to my next point. Oh, look at that. Their typical budget for snow per movie is around 50000
0: <laughs> So they just have a budget for snow. They
1: do oh. because they do film some of these movies in summer and they, they can't always yeah. use snow naturally, although they yeah. certainly take advantage of it when they can. So some of the tricks that they use to simulate snowfall would be snow blankets foam commercial replica snow crushed limestone and ice shavings oh and goodness. sometimes they just throw some soapy bubbles on the actors <laughs> when they're going in for the close-ups nice yeah now i thought this was super impressive they shoot most of the movies in 15 days that or that is less.
0: that is amazing that is oh strength endurance the line memorization that's like soap opera schedule right there
1: that's some crazy stuff yeah it i is. agree so again they're going for maximum Efficiency, mm-hmm. as few takes as possible. Mm-hmm. So they do, as you kind of alluded, they look for locations where they've already got what they need right in front of yeah. them. They call it actuals. If they can find an existing oh, yeah. location that's yeah. already set up rather than trying to create a soundstage, they're going to go for that every time. Mm-hmm. And to give you an example of just how quick a shooting schedule might work, here is an excerpt from an October 2023 article that was in Us Weekly where Lacey Chabert was talking about a movie that she she filmed a few years ago. She said, we did this one very quickly. We had a couple of six-day weeks and then we did a shorter week. This was actually talking about her 2021 holiday feature Christmas at Castleheart. So she goes on to say, it's a lot to pack into 15 days and it amazes me. It's a true collaboration when everyone comes together and brings their talents to make that happen. I'm always in Yeah. Yeah. But a side note is that short shooting schedule is actually one of the biggest draws for some of the actors because Lacey Chabert also commented that it allowed her to go back to work right after she'd had a baby. Oh, good for the family. Right. Mm -hmm. And she could travel with her family. Mm -hmm. So she felt that Hallmark had been very supportive to her and and was to a lot of their actors. And they tried to to basically support them with their family.
0: I wonder how many does she do per season? i so if that's 15 days does she only do one movie per hallmark season or is it four or five
1: i didn't look that up but i do believe that she definitely has years when a couple of her movies will come out the same in the same season okay that's cool so this has come up a few different times the tropes and the cliches well here's the thing hallmark will straight up admit they do have a formula i found an article that spelled it out they said that generally your protagonist is always going to be an independent woman with some kind of an interesting job Maybe a novelist, somebody who, you know, works with chocolate. Mm-hmm. And she also has some type of appealing romantic prospect that's going to appear. Mm-hmm. Could be a prince, could be a fireman, who knows. And then the Hallmark plotline basically has nine acts in each one of which has a specific plot point. I did not write them all down. But to Why give not, a... Candy? We could write one and send it in. Here, go. We, we can look it up. <laughs> but to give a few examples, in Act 1, there is always a little meet-cute before oh, yeah. the first commercial. Yep. Do you want to explain what a meet-cute is for anybody who uh, might Basically what know? it sounds
0: like. It's when two characters meet in a very cute manner. Right. Like they bump into each other or you end up with something is mixed up. You get that person's thing and they get your thing and you're like, Oh, you have mine. <laughs> you like something y- like that. Yes.
1: Yes. There's an, almost kiss usually interrupted
0: and- by a child or someone says something
1: or right. a clap
0: of thunder yeah
1: yes that usually comes in act seven and one director talked about directing the highest point of tension the almost breakup which oh, usually yes. comes at the end of act eight dark night of the soul <laughs> yes But as we've said, this is actually a good thing Mm -hmm. for many viewers. It's comforting. Yes. There was an article that featured an expert who went so far as to say that the predictability is what makes Hallmark Channel Christmas movies addictive on almost a psychological level.
2: Mm.
1: It was a lady named Pamela Rutledge who is a behavioral scientist and director of the Media Psychology Research Center, also a faculty member at the Media Psychology Department at Fielding Graduate University. And so speaking to CNBC back in 2019, she said that Hallmark Channel Christmas movies are almost like a drug, that they provide a neurological Mm. reward. She said... The formulaic plots and the predictability of the films is rewarding, especially when viewers are trying to unwind from the stress of the holiday season. Mm -hmm. Quote, The lack of reality at all levels... From plot to production. (laughs)
0: Reality (laughs) at all levels. Okay, sorry.
1: (laughs) Kind of funny. Signals that the movies are meant to be escapism entertainment. Yeah. The genre is well defined and our expectations follow. This enables us to suspend disbelief. There you
0: go. Here you go, Hallmark. You should have a main character girl who's a strong, independent woman who happens to be a behavioral scientist. Oh, there you go. Who (laughs) comes and visits her great aunt and she realizes everything that's happening to her and she's analyzing at all and then it by the end she just doesn't even care she just gives into it
1: <laughs> i'm not sure if that fits the definition <laughs> i don't know we lost the romance part i think <laughs> well
0: she meets she meets the ma- she does all the tropes but oh, she okay. knows the tropes are happening to her and she's like this is this is ridiculous this is not rea- reality and by the end she's it, like i don't even care it's
1: like the scream movie where they're naming it yeah as yeah it yeah, goes, yeah that's what i mean that, yeah. yeah that's fun so i just wanted to throw this in here my friend ruthie who is a hallmark fan and in fact several years ago ruthie is very talented. She actually made the shirts you know how everybody wears the this is my hallmark yeah. movie watching shirt yeah she made one Aww. of those for me and for a, our little group of friends and so anyway ruthie at one point was talking to me about hallmark christmas movies and she said i this was her talking i am their target audience <laughs> she said she loves if she's stressed during that holiday season she loves to go home and to watch it because in a way it's it's mindless for her yeah. she can just sit back and relax knowing that this talented and smart woman who also happens to be unhappy or lonely at the moment, is going to end up falling in love with that handsome but crotchety man (laughs) who's... (laughs) who's going to turn out to be an okay guy and they're going to be living happily ever after together. And in the meantime, she pointed out, she also gets to enjoy beautiful scenery and cheerful holiday scenes. Right.
0: There was a meme a long time ago that said something about in movies, the grumpy one loves the sunshine one.
1: (laughs) So one last point I'm going to make before we go to break is that another reason for the success of Hallmark Christmas movies, they think, is its focus on positive positivity, and hope. There was an article I read that said, quote, in Hallmark films, people care for one another, run viable small businesses, and compete in gingerbread bake-offs. America, as we might wish it were, And as some believe, it once was. So the idea being that there's hope, there's positivity, there's a Mm -hmm. lot of love and good feeling towards other people. Again, Bill Abbott, back when he was still at Hallmark, he weighed in on this and was quoted as saying, it's your place to go to get away from politics to get away from everything in your life that is problematic and negative, and to feel like there are people out there who are good human beings that could make you feel happy to be part of the human race. Mm, That's nice. Yeah. So there's just a little history, a little background about the Hallmark Christmas movies.
0: You've got that look on your face.
1: Oh, When we come back from break, I am beyond excited. Okay. I have a surprise. Okay. And I think you're going to be super excited too. (laughs) So we're going to take a little break. Everybody be sure to come back. Get your cocoa.
0: You're a big city girl who just moved to a quaint village in Vermont, only to cross paths with a rugged tree farmer named Eindrick somehow, he not only restores your faith in Christmas and the human race, but also sparks the first romantic connection you've felt in years. But how do you know he's the right one for you? When you open the gift, he lovingly wrapped for you, and you gasp in wonder at the Scandalwater merch nestled in the box. Einrich knows the Scandalwater fan in his life would love nothing more than find shirt or sticker under the tree the same is surely true of your own true love email scandalwaterpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com and order yours today or if you're looking for a truly unique gift idea ask your own einrich to give you the gift of scandalwater membership by visiting buymeacoffee.com
1: slash scandal All right, we are back from break, and Ashley did a little Googling. I
0: did. So before Whatever the Surprise Is, I found that the movie I watched when I was sick that day, the the trilogy, which I watched every one of these, was... A Christmas Prince from 2017, A Christmas Prince, the Royal Wedding, and then that was
1: 2018.
0: And 2019 was A Christmas Prince, the Royal Baby. Nice. It was
1: fantastic. So you did go through their life events with them. I
0: did. I saw them fall in love, get married, have their first baby, and I was like, When are we? When are we all getting together again, guys?
1: (laughs) Awesome.
0: Yeah. So there you go. Netflix, A Christmas Prince. Well. Okay,
1: what have you got?
0: Oh, my goodness. You're I can't even what? contain what? 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 myself.
1: What? All right. For Kirk's birthday, he wanted to take a little trip and we decided we were going to go to some cute little quaint small town Mm -hmm. that was within driving distance Mm -hmm. and just have a lovely little day or two together to celebrate Mm -hmm. his birthday. Just Googling, no real idea of what we were choosing. We saw this lovely town, Franklin, Tennessee. Oh, is that where your shirt's from? It is. Oh, nice. It is. So we went to Franklin, Uh not really expecting a lot. We just thought we're just going to have this Did you run into a Christmas festival? Oh, hang on. On. Oh my gosh okay we just thought we're gonna have this really relaxed low-key little visit to a beautiful small town uh-huh. first of all i was blown away by the place i could live there really I, I could i could live there kirk and i play that little game when we go to visit someplace it'll be like, like could we live here could we live here uh-huh we could live there Ooh. yes it is lovely we fell in love with franklin and did not know this when we went there but apparently several celebrities live there live there nice and i can see why it is just quaint just it was beautiful. It was historic. Mm. They actually are the site of a battle that took place during the Civil War. So you have history in that way as well. I think you and well. I went to
0: this place. Remember the film festival that I was a part of and we drove down for the day and came back? Wasn't that Franklin? Was it? I think it was because we went and saw that house that had like the bullet holes in it. I'm pretty sure that was Franklin oh, Tennessee. Oh my goodness. And we loved I didn't, it then too. I
1: didn't even put that together. I'm pretty sure.
0: I've been sitting here staring at your shirt and I was like, wasn't that Franklin where we went? Yeah. I love your shirt too, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. We'll come back I'm pre- to that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. What have you got? okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> okay. So here we go. I'm, I'm telling it the way it happened. Okay, 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 all right. okay. We decided, We Kirk and I have our quirks, right? So we what? often will do a ghost tour yes. because it's, a real, it's yes. fun, first of yes. all, but it's also a way to get a little history sure. and to be introduced to the town. You, mm-hmm. you find out where some of the spots are that you want to go back to. So the very first night, we went on a ghost tour, and the meeting spot was this lovely little bookstore called called a the landmark oh, which the landmark? is the shirt that i'm wearing right okay, now and
0: it says a book lover's paradise yes. historic franklin tennessee and it's a really pretty plum color thank you
1: like like i designed it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you so much thank you so much yes. so it was within walking distance of our hotel we walked down a little early we looked around it was in this beautiful old building that i later found out was historic mm-hmm. and according to their website the inventory of the landmark is very impressive they have over thirty-five thousand new old and hard to find Find rare books. And they do so many wonderful things there yeah. all the time. It's said that they have all kinds of author signings and events. Uh-huh. Just a really cute, cozy place. How far
0: away is this from us, roughly? A few hours. Oh, cool. Okay. okay.
1: So Kirk and I walked through the Landmark mm-hmm. bookstore and it was just, I, I took pictures. Oh, it was just so inviting, so richly designed, books everywhere. And it was kind of this design where you would think you were at the end and then you would turn a little corner and you were in a new little room and then you mm. would think you were at the end and then a you nook. would and yes and all kinds of little it felt like little nooks to uh-huh. me in fact one of the rooms located towards the furthest back in the the far right corner was the children's room Aww. and it was just this lovely little space with books everywhere and this cozy chair in the corner by the window i think two windows actually where you could just sit and read mm-hmm. so beautiful beautiful bookstore it was sprawling was a word that i thought about oh that's a good word so here's where the surprise comes in
0: okay here's when where we... things took a turn <laughs> yes a hallmarky turn yeah.
1: yes oh my gosh what okay so when we went back to the hotel that night i needed to get this episode ready because yeah. we came back from our little trip on tuesday and this is thursday we're recording oh, oh yeah yeah and i did not have my episode ready <laughs> so i'm using every downtime yes. you know, every opportunity to do research yeah. and i start researching and here's what i discovered the amount of excitement on your face I can't even. I just can't even. Hi, could you tell us who you are and how you are connected to a Hallmark Christmas movie?
3: Yes, my name is Joel Tomlin, and my wife and I, Carol. Uh, own landmark booksellers in Franklin, Tennessee. Karen Kingsbury moved to the area about 12 years ago and came in to visit us one day and spent some time in our store. And about four months later, her editor called us and said, Karen's next book, which is titled The Bridge, is set in your bookstore and you and your wife are two of the main characters. And since the publication of that book, it's become a Hallmark movie under the same title, The Bridge and it has uh, brought thousands of people from around the world in our bookstore and blessed us immensely. Karen is our guardian angel and we love her dearly and it brings people in every day, thanks to the movie and the book.
0: That's amazing, I got goosebumps. I think I have a Karen Kingsbury somewhere over there. That's fantastic. Did you get one of her books? Did you get that book?
1: I got that book. <gasps>
0: Did I... you get him to sign it? I forgot to get <laughs> He was so excited. I was. Well, you know what? Now we have to go back because now I want to go there. So you and I are going to go, and we're going to take that book, and he's going to sign it for
1: you. Yes, he—he he was so sweet. Okay, first of all, let me—I'm pausing for a second. I know how you love stickers. <gasps>
0: oh thank you and it's the design on your t-shirt oh now i don't have to be jealous that's so cool
1: <laughs> and we were going to buy the book and the owner that you just heard that was joel tomlin he was so gracious he wouldn't let us pay he for the book he gave us the book joel and so obviously i went and bought this t-shirt yeah and the stickers now i want one of those t-shirts too i mean okay but there's more what's more okay <laughs> <laughs> give me the tea. This man was so gracious. Joel stood there patiently talking to me and Kirk came up. So uh-huh. to us for something like 15 or 20 minutes, he Aww. took a picture with Aww. me. I have a picture with him, which we will, of course, put in our show notes. And as we were moving along towards the end, I'm thinking about how much of this man's time I've taken up. But that's when I was like, I need to ask him if I can record a few oh, things. For sure. So he he was so nice. He did... Record this, uh-huh. and I have a, just two other short little clips I'm going to play from him. But I didn't want to continue to make him tell me his whole life story in the <laughs> sure. middle of his bookstore. <laughs> sure. So he directed me to his website, okay. where I was able to find out How did some you more information.
0: Were you just like Googling around, and you went? Wait, I literally wait
1: a stumbled upon it Googling for my episode. That's and fantastic. And could not I cannot even tell you my level of excitement. <laughs> it is, so it cool. is unbelievable. That is so cool. Kirk even said from our entire trip, which was delightful. Mm-hmm. This was the highlight for both of us. That's amazing. Yes. So let me fill you in on the backstory okay. of this couple, the building, yes. and the, the movies. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Joel and Carol, in fact, you know what? I'm just going to read this straight okay. from their website. Right. So this is a quote. Joel and Carol Tomlin, native Tennesseans from both Middle and West Tennessee, have roots in Franklin, Williamson County that date back to 1802. With a combined interest in books and reading, landmark booksellers became a love story of sorts for. Joel and Carol. Did when they, they have a meet cute? Well, it wasn't. It wasn't here, but okay. there's. it is cute. Okay. When they married 25 years ago, blending two families of seven children, mm. ages 6 to 16, they promised one another that upon the youngest child's graduation from school, they would find a vocation they could enjoy together. Aww. This commitment to each other and their love of books resulted in the opening of Landmark Booksellers in July of 2005. We are truly blessed to be able to enjoy and share something we both love, not only with one another, but with our customers on a daily basis in perhaps the most wonderful place in the world. That's
0: amazing. They are living a Hallmark movie. They are. I stumbled into a Hallmark Christmas movie. And they run a bookstore.
1: Oh, but... There's, there's more. more. It just keeps going. If you see the building, you will, because you'll see the pictures. Yes. And, and you're going to go there. I know, but we'll go there. Yes, we're going (laughs) to go. We're going to go. But the building itself is just so cool. I've already described it, but the website goes on to say they think it was built between 1806 and 1808. It is the oldest commercial building still standing in historic Franklin. It was known as the old factory store because it started out as as, a factory. Yes. Uh But it, of course, has been a number of different businesses over the years. And it talked about it has a second floor. Mm. They made a comment about something about having a lot of different residents. So I suppose at different times they probably rented out rooms. I'm not sure. But some of the people who have visited that site include Andrew Jackson, (gasps) Sam Houston, and Davey Crockett. Now, this was something we heard a lot in Franklin during the war, during that battle in particular, a lot of their buildings had to turn into, like, field hospitals. Yeah. And and this one did as well. It says, like other public buildings and homes in Franklin, the building also served as a hospital for the wounded after the battle in 1864. Now, then, over the next century, it continued to be used for a lot of different purposes. And then, at some point, it started to fall in disrepair, and they had to, they had to work on it. In 1972 is when the factory store was placed on the National Register of Historic Places. And again, it was in 2005 that the Tomlins purchased it Mm. and turned it into landmark booksellers. I love it. So we've already had Joel mention this, but I'm going to, tease this out just a little bit more what happened was karen kingsbury who is a best-selling novelist yes went to their location just happened upon their little bookstore Uh and she has been quoted as saying it has so much heritage and history and you can feel it in the floorboards and the atmosphere inside i went in and i just loved the charm history and smell of all the old books yes and so she was interviewed Mm -hmm. in this blog site called It's a Wonderful Movie and I I pulled another quote from her from that interview where she tells a little bit more about this situation. She says, In February 2011, I came to the Nashville area for a visit to my publisher. On our day off, my editor, Becky Nesbitt, took me to downtown Franklin. We visited a bookstore called Landmark and I learned the history of the place. It had housed Civil War soldiers back in the day and now it was run by a married couple who treated customers as family. That was the inspiration for the story. So I created a fictitious store called The Bridge and a fictitious couple with deeply personal, heartfelt reasons why they run The Bookstore. Yeah. Then I read more on the Nashville flood of 2010. The real bookstore was not damaged, but I began to imagine what if a bookstore like The Bridge was devastated by a flood. Since bookstores are not highly profitable any right. longer, it would be right. almost impossible to come back. That's where the miracle of friendship love, and second chances comes into play. So yes, real life, definitely inspired Aww. this story one last little piece here before i give you kirk and i watched the two the movies did you <laughs> so, oh, yes.
0: is that the one you watched with the di- bingo no
1: oh, okay yeah when asked to give a summary of her new york times best-selling book the bridge uh-huh. this was her summary the bridge is about charlie and donna bartons a couple struck by tragedy early in their marriage unable to have a family they open a bookstore a place where people can discover their dreams and find healing from hurts a cozy place with a fireplace and coffee and comfortable sofas where friendships are forged and people find community. Here at the Bridge bookstore, Molly and Ryan study together and fall in love. Mm. Then tragedy strikes and the bookstore is wiped out by the Nashville flood. The Bridge is a story of beauty from ashes and the hope of second chances for life and love, especially Aww. at Christmas time.
0: Oh, I love it. I want to read it and watch it.
1: Well, the book was published in 2012 and Karen went on to share that it was the summer of 2014 that she received a call from her agent saying that the team at Hallmark wanted to turn her book into a Christmas movie and And the Bridge Hallmark Christmas movie, it was in the Countdown to Christmas lineup, Uh came out in 2015. The actors who played the young couple were Wyatt Nash and Katie Finley. They played Ryan and Molly. And Faith Ford and Ted McGinley played the characters that were based on Carol and Joel. Yeah. Yeah. Now, like most Hallmark movies, it was filmed in Canada. We talked about why they have to do that for yeah. economic reasons. Yeah. But Joel said they actually held the world premiere of the film at the Franklin Theater. That's
0: so cool. That's where we were. I'm pretty sure that's
1: where you and I were for the film festival. I cannot believe I missed that. Yeah. Here's Joel again with just another little insight.
3: We loved Faith Ford and Ted. They came and spent a few days with us. Ted asked me if I, how I felt about him playing me. And I said, Well, I think you're fantastic, and I love the part you played and he, since then, has been back in a couple of times. He has a friend in Nashville, and when he visits, he comes to see us and says, i got to come see anybody that thinks they love the fact that I played him in a movie. So, nice, nice gentleman.
1: Just, He's <laughs> darling. I know. I know. I know. His voice is great, It too. is great, too. Yeah. Well, Joel shared with us when he was talking that when the movie came out, uh-huh. it was very well received. But Hallmark had decided to turn it into a two-part movie and show <laughs> Sure enough, even when Kirk and I were watching it, you were so into the story. And all of a sudden, it just says, to be continued. What? And their original plan, Hallmark told everybody, you get to see part two next year at Christmas time. Everybody made noise. The yeah. fans were just up in arms. And they made so much noise that Hallmark went ahead and released the second movie, Bridge 2, in March. What? Yes. They were so excited. They were. And now it continues are they making a series no here's what happened i'm telling you oh this is like the most heartwarming story (laughs) so we've already had basically art imitating life yes then we had life imitating art when the pandemic occurred here's joel explaining what happened
3: Karen's book, The Bridge, and the Hallmark movie uh, that followed it have brought thousands of people into our bookstore as a result of that book and that movie, and we've been so blessed by it. Uh, During the pandemic, the local government shut down all of the businesses here, and Karen called me on the phone one day and said, I know you guys are struggling, and I want to help you out. Let's offer my next book on your website, a signed edition, and I will promote it on my social media, which she did, and that resulted in about a quarter of a million dollars worth of sales in 30 days of her books which saved us during the pandemic obviously and so that's that's one of the many reasons we call her our guardian angel she has been such a blessing to us
1: is oh
0: that not the
1: most beautiful
3: thing?
0: Goodness, I got
1: a little teary about that. <laughs> they are close friends. Ooh. They are cl- they are close friends to this day. But let me go ahead and finish this because I found a quote from Karen talking about this incident. Yes. She said, when I wrote The Bridge, I couldn't imagine anything more devastating to a small bookstore than a flood. I never dreamed an invisible virus would have the power to wipe out iconic stores like Landmark. So while she was doing a Facebook Live with thousands of her readers, she started encouraging them to purchase her book from the landmark mm. she told them quote let's do what we can to save landmark booksellers it's the least we can do Aww. he said and, and in fact i've seen carol in interviews as well because they i think they had where did i find that it'll be in our show notes it was okay. i was actually a little coverage i found where they had an interview with both of them at okay. one point but so i've heard both of them speak about how many fans come to their bookstore today Mm -hmm. all the time Mm -hmm. wanting to take a picture with the the book wanting an autograph just wanting to see the landmark and they've done so many book signings with lots of their local artists but so many with karen they Mm -hmm. communicate with her they are friends with her it's it's just it's just beautiful
0: okay well here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna read the book i'm gonna watch both the movies somehow i don't know how and then we're gonna go that's what we're gonna do okay new year's resolution (laughs) we're gonna do it
1: got it
2: armchair psychologist
1: I think all that brings us to our armchair oh my
0: goodness okay let me wipe my eyes yes you were in the
1: home I was... I saw it firsthand. You did. And watching... Okay, let me... I haven't said this. Watching the movies. I loved watching the movies mm-hmm. because I did get everything they were trying to convey. They, I, I saw the positivity. I saw the hope. I saw the love for other people. Mm-hmm. The empathy. I saw the romance mm-hmm. and, and how much both couples cared about each other. Mm-hmm. You saw... There were hallmark elements in there, of sure. course. I mean, in terms of, you know, the the different... Tropes. Tropes, yeah. yes. But it was it was just beautiful and connecting it to this experience this experience to me was just so uplifting mm-hmm. it was so beautiful there's so many beautiful stories out there right right but i don't know just to be to stumble across yes, it like that that's amazing it was just it's a memory i will have forever it was like,
0: very serendipitous which is very perfect for your episode on Hallmark movies you had a serendipitous moment you had your own meet cute
1: i absolutely did That's amazing! Absolutely did, and. My appreciation for that site, like I loved, Kirk and I loved it just walking through it the first time, but I'm telling you the way I felt about it. The second when, time through? Well, yes. Mm-hmm. It just touched me. Mm, so it. it's just a beautiful experience. It was. I'm so glad you shared that. So I would like to, to give a big cheers to Joel and Carol Tomlin Absolutely. and to Karen Kingsbury Absolutely, yes. for, for being their guardian angel yeah. and for stepping in to help them in a time that they needed it. Cheers to the three of you. What a beautiful Hallmark Christmas memory I will have forever because of you.
0: That's beautiful. Cheers.
1: Cheers. If you love what we do, please rate and review our show, or you can become a supporter by making a donation through buymeacoffee.com slash scandalwaterpod. Whether a single gift or a recurring monthly donation, it would go a long way towards supporting our work and allowing us to keep the tea brewing. At
0: our website, www.scandalwaterpodcast.com, you can submit questions or your own story ideas, access our sources and show notes, see the merch we offer for sale and more. You can join Join the Scandal Water community through our Scandal Water Podcast Facebook page or follow us on Instagram or TikTok at Scandal Water Podcast.
1: This episode was executive produced by Candy Thomas, that's me, and Ashley Raymer Brown. That's me. It was researched and written by Candy Thomas and edited by Ashley Raymer Brown. A special thank
0: you to Josh Martin, who wrote, composed, and performed the Scandal Water theme and other music. Matt C. Adams, who created the artwork, and Joshua Reith, who
1: designed our website and provides ongoing technical support as a reminder this podcast is purely for entertainment purposes the thoughts and opinions of the host during each episode of scandal water are their own and do not reflect the opinions of any future guests advertisers or clearly professional psychologists thanks for listening